Hello and welcome into another episode of Podcast 63. It is Season 5, Episode 6. And one thing that I learned, that we learned this weekend, is to make sure your Uber driver is going to the correct location. And that Uber has multiple different incorrect addresses for Credit One Union Arena. So we learned that the hard, hard way um, by a 15-ish minute walk in the cold on Friday evening. But uh, we didn't miss too much of the game, got in, and we were rewarded with a W uh, against our inner city UIC opponent. Um, but so this week we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about our upcoming games um, and maybe a couple things along the way. But uh, Lou, have you recovered from your frostbite from walking over to the arena yet? Yeah, I did. It just helps that their arena, they don't call two different names, uh, a.k.a. UIC Pavilion, as Uber correctly would like to send you to. And Credit Union 1 doesn't exist, but it's okay. What did exist was a win, and I'll take that over my walk. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the important thing. We, we really uh, toughed it out. We took one for the team, um, you know, <laughs> whatever they need us to do. But just please, no more walks in 15 minutes. That was that was too much for us. So maybe next time, like five or six minutes would be great. Um, but yeah, stick with us. Uh, stay here, and we will be talking more blurs in a minute. So uh, always remember, never forget, go blurs. He jumps. He passes out to Hunter. Hunter shoots off the rim. Brown gets it scores. It's over. It's over. We won. We won the ball game. Viola won the ball game. Oh, we won. 60 to 58. And we are back. Uh, so let's start off by uh, continue on by not complaining as much because I'm sure you've had enough of us complaining. Um, but uh, so this past Friday, um, our team, our men's team, uh, traveled across the city to take on the newly uh, invited Valley um, uh, team in the UIC Flames who we have played mostly for the past, you know, whatever it is now, 10 years or so, a couple years off here and there, but uh, a team that we often find on our schedule. But this year, I think it probably had a little extra juice. Um, you know, us leaving the Valley and UIC joining it. I know there were a lot of hopeful Valley uh, friends uh, or former friends, I guess we could say, that were hoping to see nothing less than a complete smoking of us, uh, smoking of the Ramblers by the USC Flames, but uh, that was not going to happen, or at least uh, some of the guys on the team, like Phil and Saint and, uh, and company, did not let that happen. So um, it was a bit of a, a, you know, honestly, the start was okay after I think we got into a little bit of a groove. Um we, we had a, a bit in there. We, we held them uh, without scoring for about, like, four minutes or something in the middle of the first half. We, we took a pretty comfortable lead, um, you know, eight or nine or so in there. And then uh, by halftime, they trimmed the lead just to three uh, after a little bit of uh, some turnover issues at the end of the first half, which we'll get into. A little bit of foul trouble um, also. Uh, a technical by our coach Drew, which I think probably fired us up more than anything. Um, and then the second half was honestly a bit of a dogfight for the first, like, uh, I, you could say like 12 minutes or so. Um, just back and forth. UIC actually had the lead for a good chunk of the second half. Um, but I think just our, our steady dose of uh, inside play, rotating guys like Tom Welch and Bryce Golden in. Um, and I think on another one of the big moments uh, for us was when Phil Alston got in a bit of foul trouble and had to go sit on the bench. And when he came back in, I think he made pretty much an, an immediate impact uh, with uh, driving to the hoop, making layups, making free throws. Um, and then just the ending, um, you know, a bunch of different players made some plays, but ones that I will remember were the big two offensive rebounds by St. Thomas, two layups and two fouls to complete uh, an and one and, and make both the free throws. So um, those are, I think that's kind of just like the how it happened portion of the game. Um, lots of fun. But, um, yeah, Lou, what were some things that stuck out to you? Maybe some stuff I talked about or, or some moments that I, I didn't bring up yet? Yeah, I think um, some of the big moments, of course, are right away. I think it was prevalent that using the big, um, including Bryce, um, kind of just the scrappy play. Again, uh, Tom Wells showed that. 
Um, so that was also great. Um, I think just the intensity from coaching staff, uh, particularly the head coach, um, and the guys were pretty interesting. Um, I think this is one of the closest student sections to an away bench that I've seen in quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. And if anyone else knows of another one, let us know. I was very intrigued uh, by that because at the end of the game, I saw just some of the guys just chanting at the student section of UIC. So I found that um, kind of just a built-up energy. So, yeah, it's it's really, really um, kind of scrappy play these last two games, um, and that's just how you have to get a win, right? Like, we kind of talked about this. We're not going to really complain again because I think we did enough of that in the first one because at the end of the day, we'd rather talk about a win three months' time than be upset we have a bad loss. Um, so I think um, the biggest thing is that this team is really the next guy up slash we are trying to figure out who our scores are and who's going to take over at some points, right? Um, because this is a new team. Yes, Braden is still there. But if you look at the starting lineup, it's just Braden uh, due to the fact, of course, that Marquise Kennedy is out. I think that's the biggest storyline for me is looking at this consistent two-game starting lineup and is this the starting lineup going to go into the MTE? Um, and this starting lineup finds ways to score. Um, and guys, I think his biggest storyline is Phil Boston only played 10 minutes last game, and then he puts up 8 of 15 with 18 points and 7 rebounds. Um, so very impressive to see kind of a turnaround for some guys. And some guys, I think it's just also a study of trying to figure out the flow. Um, new team, roughly, for some guys, and just trying to figure out what works and what doesn't, right? Um but again, very excited to get a W, very excited to get a W in a city um, that we can share with UIC. Um, there's only one other team. Well, there's a few other teams, right? We played Roosevelt last year, but another D1-level team in DePaul that we'll be playing in the city of Chicago. And that's exciting that we get both of those. And to get the first dub of that kind of city uh, classic, I think, is great. Yeah, I also want to kind of, like, uh, touch on just the point you, you, you hit a little bit. The fans being close, the student section being close to the uh, away family members. Um, one thing I do have to tip my hat to: most of the UIC fans were were drawn back and forth. I mean, we're sitting like right next to them, basically. Like, there's an aisle that divides us and them, and we were drawn back and forth. Uh, and then at the end of the game, most of them were actually very nice. Uh, like one person in particular <laughs> pointed at Sister Jean and said, "I hope she lives a long time." And he was actually being like genuine. I thought that was really funny and really nice. Um, and someone else said something like, "You know, it's a great rivalry, or this is a fun game, or something to that effect." Uh, we won't talk about the girls that flipped us off, but um, most of the people who we were drawing with the whole game were actually like kind of friendly and like I I like that. I think that's a a good thing to have. Um, I think us, at least me as a Loyola fan, uh, is a little bit uh, uh, sensitive to the, the Missouri Valley fans because of uh, what I saw for Santa at Arch Madness last year. But um, UIC was actually, I think, pretty... Uh, it, it was it had vibes of like a fun rivalry. And I, I like that. I think that's something to look forward to every year. I hope they keep this up. So Yeah, I think I the biggest... Yeah. yeah, the biggest thing for me was just like that there was a student section there. Like, this was my yeah. first time at UIC um, for a game. So I'm just like, is there going to be a team, uh, student section that shows up? Um, the stadium, or arena, sorry, is very interesting. Like, the top bowl is not even with fans. Um, so I don't even know if they got 50% sold out. But, yeah, there definitely were a few um, comments. Like, I'm just going to say it. I don't know. that Going at Drew, I don't even think they really knew what they were saying. But, like, totally mm-hmm. understand maybe. Um, and then totally get for, like, oh, Loyola, you're down bad. But you they were kind of just saying how bad they were. And it's just a little confusing. Mm-hmm. I kind of just sat there and laughed. Again, we, we kind of wait until um, we have a lead where you can chirp back, at least in my experience for me. So to hear that and kind of build it up was interesting. But, yeah, right next to the family, also, like, stu- fan section, I was a student section, and that kind of blew my mind. But, again, an interesting rivalry for sure, and very, very much hoping it renews each year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the kind of getting back to the uh, the actual game on the floor, one of the things I kind of found most interesting about who uh, played well and who didn't, it seemed like our, our bigs and our even just like our bigger wing players played really well. Uh, Phil Alston, Tom Welch. 
Bryce Golden, uh, Saint, I thought, had a pretty solid game, especially second half. Um, and Ben uh, Schweiger, who we will definitely be talking about Ben in a, a minute and, and absolutely a, extensive. Uh, but those players, I thought, played really well. Um, some of the guys who struggled, Braden, uh, Sheldon, and even I think Jalen Quinn to an extent, although he just kind of didn't get consistent minutes. Um, you know, those are the guys, the, the pure guards, I thought, really struggled to get going. And um, I don't know if that's just based on, like, if they had pretty good defenders uh, as, as their guards. Like, I mean, I thought, you know, some of them were bigger. They took advantage a little bit of Braden in the post, um, and they beat Sheldon off the dribble a little bit. But um, I was really happy to see some of those uh, those wing players have big games because usually I feel like for us in the past it's been the reverse like if someone's struggling it's you know well at least last year uh, you know in in between Cam's year and this year it was kind of our our bigs that were struggling but um in this one I thought they all played well um I mentioned a little bit earlier loved Phil's impact um it, it was evident when he came off the floor that the offense was struggling they they need that extra piece that he brings something that is very different than anyone else on the team it's that volleyball yeah that like inside game but like able to find his own shot um sometimes he'll he'll make moves quick you know get the ball make one move spin to the basket go up other times he'll take three four dribbles and just kind of try to back someone down and take the little like uh mid-range you know six foot little jump shot um i would say you know some of his turnovers i thought were just of him taking a little bit too long to make decisions or getting uh, the ball stolen away from him when he's taking maybe one or two too many dribbles. But, you know, as far as his game goes, I don't have a whole ton of complaints other than, like, please don't get into foul trouble because they, they need you out there. Uh, I love the way he rebounds, and um, I think he's just been – he was huge for us in this game, and I, I think he's just going to have a lot more uh, moments like this uh, throughout the season. Um I don't know if you want to talk about him a little bit or if you want me to move on to someone else. but No, yeah, I uh, think, um, the, again, foul trouble was kind of just interesting. Again, Tom fouls out. Bryce had four, and I, it was just a double foul, right? They didn't give him a tech, or I guess they they did. I always forget how this works. Um, for Bryce? But, yeah, Bryce, they gave him two fouls, and I they teed yeah. him up pretty much, yeah, so they did. Um, and then, um, yeah, then Jalen, I think the reason why, just on the point of, the minutes, I think, of the foul trouble, right? Um, I For think sure. Jalen's trying to, to sum it up, I think Jalen's trying to find himself a little bit with the defensive, trying to reach just to go for the the extra kind of steal opportunity, and we saw that um, uh, with, uh, of course, um, FD, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson. That was pretty obvious with his steal kind of plays. Um, Bryce just, I think, got really more aggressive. Um, but for me, really, just the aggressiveness kind of with that bigger size had to be Ben. Um, I just think mm-hmm. it's obvious. We said we were going to talk about it. I think the obvious thing is that the offensive side, at least for me, was, more, of course, more of the highlight. And it's not really the 14 points. Um, I even think there were times where I think he missed a dunk or he tried to dunk it, right? Um, yeah. But he still went 6 of 9 from field goal. Um, he played tied for the second most minutes, 30 minutes in the game. That's a lot of minutes, which is great to see. But I really am pretty sure, yeah, he made one. He went one for three from three. But I felt like a lot of his um, scoring ability was driving, right? He felt very comfortable, or it looked like he was getting comfortable driving, right? This is kind of game one and a half for him, right? Because I think the first game might have been a little jitter or something, but this one like, it looked like a lot more comfortable. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. Um, and then another big thing is really just the ability to score not just from three, right? I think mm-hmm. he can shoot, but the fact that he's not afraid to go up, and we saw, right, he went up for a dunk, and not he's not afraid to dunk. So he's very aggressive, no. which I'm liking. So that is kind of just the mentality I think we didn't see too much of in the um, uh, in the um, in the first game, just with the fact that um, the guys weren't driving, right? And I think Ben driving this game really showed you that you can win with that mentality. Yeah, one of the things uh, that Coach Morgan said in uh, his uh, interview with Crowig and Alcock on, the, on their podcast the other week, when he's working with Ben, they, they said, you know, he's put on like 20 pounds of muscle since last year. And for him, it's all about using that muscle, like not 
feeling like this six seven lanky kid. Like he's built. He's got a good body for his height. Like he's still gonna grow into it. Like I think there's still some projection left in like his shoulders and stuff. But like having him use his uh, muscle, his strength to create contact, create good contact, and like not having to shy away and shoot fadeaways. And I thought we saw that on display at least like four if not five times like you said I think there was even one where he went for an aggressive layup or a dunk or something and maybe got blocked or or just didn't didn't make the shot and that's okay like those sort of things you know we've always said we like that aspect because then it opens up opportunities for shooters um but no I I one of the things I loved and I think this might have gotten him going a little bit was that three-pointer that bounced up about four feet in the air. I think it bounced higher than the backboard off the back iron and somehow fell back in. Uh, Of course, one of the two three-pointers we made in this game, which we'll talk about, I guess, you know, at some point. Um, But, yeah, I thought that was huge for him. Um, Defense, I think, is still something he's going to have to work on. Uh, But if he can score like this and and be reliable, he played 30 minutes. I mean, that's significant that's a huge chunk of the game that's you know three-fourths of the game like uh i i just really liked how he played uh he was one of the few guys that didn't get into foul trouble and played the you know, tied for the second most minutes on the team so um yeah i i thought it was fun i think he was having fun out there like i saw him real get really get into like after the dunk like he doesn't seem like the you know obviously saint thomas like is the passion where's the heart on his sleeve all that kind of stuff Ben doesn't really strike me as that kind of guy, but when he's getting into stuff and he's yelling at his team like after a dunk, like that, that was fun to see. Um, I think that's one of the parts that I, I'm going to be most interested in and most excited about is just kind of getting to know Ben, like getting to know his personality and like um, you know if he keeps having games like this, he'll probably be on the post game like interview type stuff and answering questions, and uh, it's just fun to fun to see this guy who's put in a ton of work. Uh, in the past year get to to show it uh, on the court and um, he was just a huge huge part of what we did uh, on, on Friday so yeah um, absolutely and I think yeah. um, you mentioned him to Saint just to point out 30 minutes big step up from I think just it seemed like a consistent 30 minutes like I always felt like he was out there on the floor um, yeah. not an overall bad game um, I, I'm just saying not an overall like amazing game either. Just the three steals definitely are great. It just that when you have four turnovers, it just kind of nearly negates um, it for me at least. Um, but I do like the effort all around. Um, and Braden, tough game. I think that sums it up. Um, he's still going to put up 34 minutes though. Um, he's still going to mm-hmm. try to do four assists. Um, he even got four rebounds, which again blows my mind that he can nearly tie. He matched uh, Tom Weld for rebounds this game. Um, now, again, a different Tom maybe from last game, but um, Braden, I think, will get out of it. I don't see this being a, like a whole season thing, but also maybe this isn't just with the Braden we need to just shoot, right? I don't know. Um, we'll, fi- we'll find that out, especially in MTE. Again, it's a different team than last year and even the previous year with Braden, so I think that's the, the thing for sure. Um, do we want to... You mentioned Phil, right? Um, mm-hmm. So Bryce, I think, is like the biggest one uh, for me that was just a surpriser um, yeah. because I think he did this in only 15 minutes of playing. Um, right. Don't know what's up with the rotations. Um, uh, yes, he had like the technical. I think it was absolute BS for sure. It's one of the uh, worst it, ones I've seen. I've there, there's one thing if you're in the face, he like just chirped while the guy was walking away, and he was walking away too. It's chirping. Uh, but again, these refs were kind of not letting any of the guys play anyway. So, but again, Bryce uh, four for five from field goal. Um, don't remember him taking a three, but I guess he did. Honestly, um, don't yeah, remember that. I remember Maybe that. it was just like a last second. Um, it kind of was. Yeah. Shot clock, but four for five from field goal. He even had a really nice hook at one point. Um, but again, four for four from free throw, um, and That's seven huge. rebounds. Those are great. So. Um, yeah, that's those are great. I think they're just great minutes, to twelve points in fifteen minutes. But um, did, did we mention Tom before I get into just one of the main issues of the game? No, we haven't to... really. The, yeah, you yeah the only the tie-in, I, and I'll let you take it just real quick. Both Tom and Bryce, I thought, showed a lot of toughness, and I really okay. liked seeing that from both of them. So that's my main point. But yeah, go ahead. Well, talk I think one thing. 
Well, no, the one thing with Tom that I don't think we mentioned is uh, six for six. I think him yes. and Bryce are being very efficient. Um, and again, is I think they're putting themselves in positions better this game, at least I noticed, a lot better than the first game, to wait for the ball to come to them. Like they were sitting on the block. Um, I think there was even one point Tom thought he had the guy on him and thought he had to wait a second. But he goes yes. wide, way, uh, wide open, way more wide open than he thought, which was fine. I, I liked the kind of still smart play. Um, it was just kind of funny, of course. Um, but him and Bryce were very like tactical with how they were going to score. And again, they were tacking the rim, but they were also just kind of hitting the back. They were like using the backboard to their advantage, right? Guy on the back of them and just leading toward the hoop. So I think that was great. Um, you know, that's kind of like starters. And I think of course, Bryce and Ben being the two main guys off the bench um, in points. Yeah. Sheldon came in off the bench, but really didn't have a great game. Um, was O from field gold and only made one free throw. So that's why he had one point. Um, but I think the tough thing just to talk about, um, just in sense of the two main things that are stemming from the first game, turnovers, uh, turnover Palooza, uh, 25 turnovers. That is not clean basketball. That is just not, like, great. Um, I think we cringe when it was in, even in the teens, right? You try to go below 10, um, but in the teens it's kind of maybe the average. This is way above average. Um, we even looked over it. I think it was only four offensive fouls called, so we're, again, that would be included in the turnover. So even if we add one for margin of error, it would still be 20 turnovers. Um, I don't think the fouls, bad foul calling, leads to turnovers. I think the rush mm-hmm. of plays, I think sometimes just the – and it wasn't really head down. Like, guys were looking up. Uh, Braden was looking up in the court. Um, and, again, um, again, we get that assist up. I think that would be great. Um, again, you never want to have your assist be that much lower than your turnovers at all. Um, you want to have us the assist leading to the field goals, as always. We had that a lot in the beginning last year. So um, I think the turnovers just, like, lead to a bad transition and bad tempo of the game. Um, I lost, saw a lot of fans. Again, we're not the experts, but the, kind of the same mentality of, like, maybe slowing it down. Um, I think this team needs to figure each other out before we can just, like, run when knowing they're going to hit be in the corner, right? Or knowing um, just because there were times where it just like it was rushed and I was like, I think we had way more time on the shot clock to reset. So that's a big one. Um, now, I don't think they correlate. Just another bad shooting night from three, right? Obvious. Two for 14 is not great at all. Uh, that's a 14%. We were had no three-pointers in the entire second half. Um, so that And we were down at points. Um, so... Not really even shooting our way out of it, which I think, though, we were trying to at one point. But, though, the mentality to be like, hey, the three's not falling the second half. We're going to go more to the uh, to drive. And that's what we did, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I think those are two kind of – like, it's kind of like kryptonite, right? Like, but it's everyone's kryptonite. If you have a bad turnover game, you're most likely not going to have a great game. Um, but we found a way to win regardless of 25 turnovers, regardless of – 14% from three, we didn't let two of these negatives kind of take over, right? Um, overall, field goal is still 55%. That is amazing. <laughs> that is, mm-hmm. you're making more than half your shots. That's really, really hard to do on a continuous basis. And the free throws, again, we love to see more than 75%, but 73% I'll take. Um, it's it's not something we love. We just like seeing consistency. So, yeah, I think, Buck, I don't know, for you, do, do we think we need to slower the tempo do we need to just like not rush the pass? Like, what what have you seen with why the turnovers are kind of just trending high? Yeah, I think you made a good point when you're talking. I, it was a conscious effort. I think the team made it to switch from shooting so many threes to driving to the hoop. You know, trying to take uh, pick and rolls, that sort of thing. I mean, you go from what are they, whatever they shot in the first game, probably thirty-ish threes. I'm gonna look it up really quick. Uh, yeah, 36 threes to, to 14. Like, that, that. that's not just on accident. That is on purpose. Like, some coach told them, hey, let's take fewer threes and drive to the hoop, get fouls, that sort of thing. And I thought that was very productive for them. Um, even when some of their guards, I thought, were a little undersized who were driving, you know, some of our guards driving to the hoop and, and uh, still trying to be successful. Um, and but as for turnovers, yeah, I, you know, I, I even went back and I, I watched the first half uh, on ESPN Plus. I uh, just was like really focusing on the turnovers. And 
some of them, you know, there, there's a good amount that are just aggressive turnovers. Uh, there's some that are bad, but even in the first half, like five of the of their turnovers, I think they had nine in the first half, um, five or six of them were aggressive turnovers. And what I mean by that is like two-on-one fast break, pass, you're trying to pass around a defender and you lead them a half step too far. Or, um, you know, backdoor cut, beats his man, passes just a little low, and it, it hits the feet and bounces off. Or, um, uh, you know, push, trying to push the ball up the court, and you, you quick, you know, you get a rebound outlet pass, and it just sails a little bit over his head. Like, those kind of turnovers, I think, personally, are a bit excusable. Like, you're making the correct decision. It's not like you're just dribbling into a double team and losing the ball, which we did that a couple times, too. Um, but, so, yeah, a few of them, I, I don't mind. It, it's like, uh, you're, you're, they're just some of their newcomers are just a half step off, half step off. Um, even I think there was one Saint to Phil who Saint had it was it was the right play it was the right pass and Phil just was a half step late. Um, so I, yeah, I think I think slowing down the game will help a little bit. I don't think even though they are a very athletic team, I don't think they need to fast break every single time. If the opportunity's there, if they have numbers, sure, go for it. But you know, when it's those just two on two, yeah, pull it out, right? Pull the ball out, let Braden, you know, try to run a pick and roll with Bryce or get Phil to post up on a high post and see if he can make something happen or give Sheldon an opportunity to um, to come off a screen and hit a jump shot. So, um, yeah, I think slowing down might help a little bit um, in, in the long run. And I thought they made some, some conscious decision, decisions in the second half that I'm excited to see how, uh, if they'll continue to do that going forward, or if that was more of just like a matchup thing that they saw with UIC. Um, and they might get someone back this upcoming week uh, in Marquise Kennedy that might help them out a little bit. I'm not breaking any stories. I'm just saying, like, I think there's a, a decent chance that he's on the way to coming back. So I think he might help them out in that regard as well. Um, Absolutely. In, yeah, not turning the ball over so much. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that that kind of sums up. Again, we found a way to win. Um, again, very close. Um, UIC definitely had the lead at some points. Uh, we never really uh, were able to break away. Um, I think what, maybe the most of a lead we had was eight. No, did we? I think it was ten at one point. What did we have at ten? Okay, I definitely know. No, it would have been. I think it, it would have been, been really... uh, like twelve if. Uh... Poor Tom Welch, that uh, steal, oh, two yeah. on zero, oh. yeah. And then you know, of course, I we only won by seven, but it did feel like a lot more uh, because they had that missed dunk, and then UIC scored on a silly steal at the end of the game, which like oh I get yeah, it. at the end of the game, the buzzer hasn't rung. I understand. Um, it just it was kind of silly, but uh, so really they won by eleven. That's how I'm thinking about it in my head. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, the the um, one other thing I did like, um, and you kind of touched on it too, but Braden's game, right? One of obviously his worst scoring games, like uh, offensive games in a while. But even though he wasn't playing or shooting all that well, he still only took four three pointers, right? That's not that's not horrible, like back breaking, team busting, uh, poor performance shooting night. It's four possessions, and he still had four assists, which you know four. four passes that directly lead to baskets the five turnovers is definitely the issue right if he would have just gone over four from three had four assists and only like one turnover that's an okay game right you know if your team can can cover you and and find some holes and 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 score the buck the, the basketball like that's not a horrible game but um i just thought that even though he was out there for such a long time wasn't shooting the ball all that well he still was able to uh, make plays and, more importantly, just not shoot us out of the game. Like, I think he's that smart of a player where, you know, maybe he felt something a little off in his his mechanics after a couple didn't go down. And a couple were, I mean, those step-in threes where we were just used to him hitting by now and they didn't go in. And, you know, maybe he just thought to himself, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to affect the game in different ways um, and not shoot my team out of the game. So I, I appreciated that about him. We've had some players in the past who um, – might not have taken that uh, that note the same way. So, um, hmm. yeah, yeah I, 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 go ahead. I think no. I think honestly, the um, it, it, it's not again with guys with Braden. I don't think we have to worry. 
again, it's not a full team yet, personally, right? Like, when you have Marquise Kennedy back, I think that will add to nearly a full team. But I still think there's questions on, like, what is the rotation with Biggs? I think Bryce showed it. I don't know what's going on, why Huddy's not getting as many minutes. I'm not looking for him to be the starter, but just more minutes than a minute. Um, though, again, again, things might not have clicked all of last year with CK and Huddy. I don't know. But, uh, again, I think this MT will show for sure what type of rotation we can go with over three games in such a quick span. So, yeah, I'm excited for sure. Um, again, we're 2-0. That's very, very nice. It's where we kind of expect it to be and really hope to be. Um, I think, though, these games have been a little bit closer. Uh, we're not going to lie, right? A lot I'd love. I'd love uh, to not have to have a buzzer beater um, to just go to overtime. or um, So that would have been good for the heart and for the soul. Um, but, again, hey, we're talking about a 2-0 team going into an MTE that now uh, has a very, very interesting pathway that could be very beneficial, which we'll get into, of course. But, again, hey, 2-0, great start. Um, weird now thinking about it, we won't be home for, like, what, two – the next home game won't be for, like, two and a half weeks. Um, yeah. So that's a little weird for sure. But, again, hey, uh, loving the energy from Drew and team. Uh, if it, did Drew get teched? Drew didn't get a yes. team, did he? Yes, he, he did. did. Yeah, see? Like, even that. Yeah, he got early um, in the first half. Jalen went for a steal, got called for a foul. They got two free throws or whatever after that. But then right after that was one of Ben's dunks. And then I think Bryce had a bucket right after that. Like, they scored, like, six straight points after that. So it kind of mm-hmm. kind of hyped him up a little bit. There you go. Yeah. So that's, that's just the energy we have right now, and I'm liking it. And, again, hopefully you take that and transition it right into the MTE for sure. But, yeah, loving it, 2-0. I, I don't really have much more. Do you have any on at least the last game at USC? Uh, last thing, Tom Welch has not missed a field goal Why did yet. you say uh, it? Why did you say it? Why? Because <laughs> I have to. We're maybe reporting. That's the poll, maybe that's the poll question. <laughs> you are. It's the, so funny for how, like, I you know, I'm pretty ritualistic when it comes to, like, playing sports, like, you know, we play softball in the summer, and, like, I have some, some rituals that I do myself. But, what, like, and I know you do too, but then when it comes to talking about sports, I am like, oh, perfect game going on. Or, like, yeah, um, man, hasn't missed a shot. He's 10 in a row from the free throw line. Like, I don't care. And you, <laughs> you on the other hand, are like, no, 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 don't talk, don't talk. Shush, shush, shush. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess that might, I love have to be the, that might have to be the poll question of the week. Do people True. Do you care? talk about... Uh, when 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 a player is on a hot streak or when a player hasn't missed in a while, do you talk about it or do you? How, uh, how do you say he has a perfect game when he that, that bothers me? Oh, gosh, it's it. worth it is worth like mentioning it. It's it's impressive, right? <laughs> it's okay. It's good. I you didn't talk about it. I did. So if if it gets True, ruined, so it's it my didn't fault. Happen. Yeah. Oh, okay. right. Gotcha. Yeah. Perfect. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, other than that, we just kind of. Talk about a little bit about um, the upcoming games. Uh, we have our, our MTE coming up uh, in the in Myrtle Beach. Uh, we're playing Tulsa for sure on Thursday at eight thirty, and then oh man, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, oh yeah, so two the, other games, yeah. Yep, Boise State um, and uh, Charlotte uh, will would right. potentially be one or the other of the two. Um, and then again, though, I believe we're we have UMass. I don't have this in front of me, but I believe it's UMass. Texas A&M and... Colorado is one of the other ones. Okay, gotcha. And Colorado. Um, there's, there's probably there's a, one more. Yeah, school. one more. Um, but yeah, uh, just for, again, for us, yeah, so the next game for definite is um, Tulsa. Do we want to go into that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I think sweet. it's worth just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing is um, Tulsa is with uh, first-year head coach. Um, I believe so. Um, but... Uh, I think the biggest thing is Tulsa is not uh, ranked too high um, in uh, good old uh, the American Conference, right? So then the American Conference um, for, of course, OG, uh, MVC, Faithful, uh, that's where uh, Wichita State uh, ended up. Uh, so that's kind of like an interesting connection there. But, um, yeah, uh, Tulsa basketball um, not doing too hot. Um, I think they are coming off – just a, a year where there's no really high expectations for them. Uh, the biggest thing is they're projected to finish second to last in the conference. Um, they struggled. I think that yeah, they went to 11 and 20 finish, and they only won four games in conference play. 
so really kind of uh, down uh, that way. So not really too um, worried, but I think there is a way that they can find a way to win for sure. So I think this is not a game. I think the first two games have kind of dictated this. This is why it's like, I think, a great matchup. Um, this is a game we can't just take for granted. <laughs> um, just like maybe with uh, UIC and um, or with Fairleigh Dickinson, it's just not something I think we really should take it uh, for granted. And honestly, this could set a really good tone for um, the MT. Again, we're playing three games in three days, um, so that's the biggest thing. But yeah, a, a rookie head coach at Tulsa. Um, he's coming from Louisiana Tech. Um, we're not too great of like a, making the tournament, but a record of winning. Um, they're one and one right now. Um, I think they've actually lost. We talked about it to Oregon State. Um, so the same Oregon State that uh, beat us a few years ago, but different team, of course. So, yeah, um, I think the biggest thing to look out for, um, for sure, is uh, some of the newcomers. Um, again, a completely new, when a new coach comes in, you just kind of have that new team. Um, but I think uh, the biggest one is probably just their guard play. Um, they got three kind of strong guards that can really just score and are efficient. Um, so they play a lot of minutes, the guards. So I think that's the biggest thing, at least from last year. These guys played a lot of minutes. So I think we got to look out for that. Um, but, yeah, um, it, it's kind of they, they have it on the offensive side. I just think on the defensive side, that's where they might lack. Um Guards are going to be big, so um, I think it's there's a, it's a team that's kind of rebuilding, all right. So um, there's a roster that uh, only one person averaged, um, I think, like more than four points a game last year because it's a brand new roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, they play a lot of minutes, but I think they need to find a way to be successful in offense. So um, they can become a headache probably, but I think uh, they their preseason expectations might uh, be true. Well, yeah, that's kind of just – it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, I think per Ken Palm, they are, like, ranked 200 and, like, 50th or something. Um, or maybe – I think I have it here, yeah. So 226 offensive and 262 defensive. Um, hmm. uh, so I think that's the thing. They're not a physical team, so I would love to see – so the, 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 the root of this thing is I would love to see Bryce and Huddy get minutes here. Right. This is the opportunity, I think, when a team is not that physical or good on the glass. Um, I think that's where I'd love to see it. Um, very similar, I think, uh, pothole to Fairly Dickinson. Not a big front, right? But they out-rebounded us, so we could get easily out-rebound here. So, Buck, I think that's kind of the big concern for me is when a team doesn't really present itself physically, um, I think uh, that might be the opportunity to play some physical guys, right? So, mm-hmm. but um, I have a trivia question for you. Um, Ooh, okay. How long do you think a player's last name might be on Tulsa's team? <laughs> um, how many letters? Including like like hyphenated names? Nope. This is not even hyphenated. That's my favorite. Okay. Part. Um, I'm gonna go with like twelve. Yeah, I didn't even count. I think it's over like fifteen. Um, it's Nikita Konstantinovsky. Um, I'm not Polish. I'm not. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Um, he's six ah, ten. But uh, okay. he, it's a very long last name. So I cannot wait to see what that looks like on the jersey. I did not want to get spoiled, and I'm not looking it up 16. on the image. It's sixteen. There we go. So yeah, just yeah. over fifteen. Um, I can't wait for that to be on the back of a jersey. If it is, uh, we'll find out. But um, yeah. yeah, again. Oh my God. Um, not too physical. Um, yeah, Nikita is six foot ten, uh, but Nikita um, is not a person who has much stats. So I think this is a team that if we become more physical than them, I think we can take advantage. Um, but they're very focused on the guard play. But yeah, um, Buck, do you have a concern or do you have a kind of hope for this game with Tulsa? Um, yeah, I'm just looking up kind of their stats. You know, it's funny, like none of their shooting percentages really jump out to me as anything being too good or too bad. I mean, it's only two games. Um, but like you said, I think the three guards that they play, um, I am hoping that we'll have Marquise back, and that could be big for us, especially if they have, if they play some three guard rotations. Um, just being able to see like Braden Marquise and Sheldon out there at times, um, and Jalen Quinn as well. Um, but even just having Marquise back to give Braden some uh, some time off, just because 
like three games in four days is going to be really challenging. There's no way he's going to be able to play 40 minutes all three games. You know, looking for that sweet spot, maybe maybe 30 or 32 in like these first couple games, and then depending on how the results go, you know, maybe on the four, the third one on Sunday, like really letting him loose and just playing. If he needs to play 40, then at that point he can play 40. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think getting two wins any way we can this weekend is going to be is going to be the goal. Um, obviously the goal would be to win all three um, or win the first two. And then, you know, you're playing the best team in the third game. And just as far as like rankings go, like losing the first or winning the first two and then losing the third would be the, uh, you know, the second best outcome. But just in terms of the team, you know, winning two of three is going to be great. Uh, I think there are, even if we don't play uh, Texas A&M at all, who's a top 25 team now, um, Colorado's a pretty legitimate team, pretty pretty good, uh, and, and that'll be a good contest. Um, I think both Boise State and Charlotte are, are decent as well, so that second game should be uh, pretty good either way we uh, go. And um, no, I mean I'm just I'm looking for um, for some more uh, clarity on the rotations. Uh, I'm I'm eager to see. Uh, Marquise Kennedy back potentially. I'm eager to see how Jalen Quinn works into the rotation if Marquise is back. Um, you know, Jaden Dawson I think has done okay in like his limited role, but I do think he might get squeezed out here now with uh, if if we have a, a full healthy uh, team. So um, no, I'm just looking forward to some more basketball and uh, a few wins along the way would be would be just dandy. So. Um, yeah, anything else about the uh, MT or any Loyola stuff in general? Yeah, I think just looking on to that second game, right? Um, Boise, um, again, they play Friday as well. They're going to play Charlotte, so again, the winner of that. Um, odd start, Boise is 1-1. One one. Uh, they lost to Sandy, uh, South, not Sandy, geez, South Dakota State, so a decent team. Uh, I think the Jackrabbits, right? Um, but kind of expecting them to not lose that when then they beat a pack they beat washington state um mm. so very surprised with that one um so again interesting team there uh we'll have a write-up for sure um but that's boise state uh charlotte this is a team that i think is interesting um never heard too much about them in the basketball scene uh so i think that would be a very uh kind of interesting game uh to come up to but yeah we're excited again um, there's a third team that I would love to talk about, but I don't want to be superstitious and talk about them because <laughs> the only way we would play them would be if we make it to the championship. Um, but I do think um, making it to the championship should be the goal of this team, of this squad. Um, just it's, it's a very important benchmark to get to. Um, and then if they play the team we talked about, um, it would be a very, I think, decent game no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, any I just have a couple non basketball related things. If you are, uh, if you're done with the, the Loyola basketball stuff, yeah, I think um, that should be it. Uh, just loving everything so far, and there we go. Yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been like we've kind of talked about. It. It's been a little a uh, little nerve wracking, uh, you know, here and there. But that UIC game, I think, was a fun atmosphere. I know I enjoyed it. I know we enjoyed going together. Uh, I think it was fun to be with. Was some, we saw some people. Uh, it was great to see, uh, you know, some of the Loyola faithful. That's always fun. Um, but yeah, as far as like non basketball stuff, I just want to give a quick shout out to the the men's soccer team for making it to the ATM championship. Lost in PKs, difficult, difficult uh, um, ending for them. Uh, they lost a SLU, and SLU was like a top, I think at least twenty team. I want to say like fifteen. But oh, I um, think so. Yeah. Yeah, they're legitimately good and. Uh, I guess I, I read this on Rambler Mania, but uh, when they when Loyola played SLU in the regular season, they lost one nil on an own goal. And so I mean, just looking back, like they were this. I think it was JCT on Rambler Mania who was saying like, basically if they would have if they would have gotten a draw in that game, they probably would have made the NCAA tournament as like a um, uh, at large. So. Just uh, a great season, though. I, it was fun to see them play a couple times. Highly recommend their games, uh, especially when the weather's nice in the early fall. Like, just beautiful to go see a game. Um, and then huge, huge shout-out to the women's volleyball team. 17-1 uh, uh, conference season. Um, most wins by an A-10 women's volleyball team in conference play. 
Um, they it was fun. I was able to go out with some family uh, and see the their senior night. Uh, they put on a real show. It was fun. They beat Davidson in four sets. Um, but they are super super fun to watch. They got a great team. They're really deep. Um, as just someone just who I played volleyball for a long time, like they have a lot of really really good players. So um, not really one star in that team. It's just a, it's a that's a cohesive unit. So uh, keep you know I'm gonna follow them. I hope I know a lot of other Loyola people will too. But follow them in the uh, I think the the A10 uh, women's volleyball tournament is just only six teams. Like so they have the bottom four play each other, and then so Loyola is automatically in the semifinals. So then basically they just have to win two matches in order to win the the tournament. So uh, I think that's this weekend in St. Louis. Um, and, uh, yeah, not too much on the women's basketball side of things. Um, I was able to go see them play in Milwaukee. Uh, uh, it was it was a good game. Um, they gave Milwaukee a, a shot, but uh, Milwaukee was just a little too, too tough on the inside. Um, they play the University of Virginia this week on Wednesday at home, their home opener. Uh, make sure to come out for that game. Um, I, you know, I, there's not really any easy way to say this, but with all that's been going on with the University of Virginia – if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to explain it because it's it's a little grotesque, but go ahead and give it a Google. You'll, you'll learn about it. Um, but uh, as of now, the women uh, are still playing each other on Wednesday. The men's basketball team actually uh, canceled their – Virginia canceled their game against Northern Iowa tonight on Monday. So I will – you know, we will be looking to make sure if there's any updates on that. But as of now, I haven't heard anything. Um, so, yeah, that concludes my uh, round table of – just other uh, sports than men's basketball. Um, yeah, so no, the hope- Ramblers roundtable. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, that soccer be- program been uh, very strong. Um, wish wish the men just, again, so close. But, yeah, no, St. Louis is very good. Um, yeah, women's volleyball. What a change it's been since uh, the new yeah. coach. So I think that's that's a big, uh, big up. But, yeah, no, absolutely great to see. And, again, I think mm-hmm. – I don't know if we – did we mention – uh, both men's and women's cross country, they won yeah. the Atlantic Ten championship. So, so far, Atlantic Ten, uh, I think we're doing pretty pretty well so far. And maybe uh, yeah, some other sports years. teams can uh, can uh, step up as well and help out. Three championships in like one, really just one season, right? Because those are all fall sports. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're all fall sports. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's pretty darn impressive. Um, well, yeah, that's kind of all I got. Uh, unless you got anything else, any any last thoughts? Just, um, again, we won't be in Gentile for nearly two and a half weeks, so let's just fix some of the concessions. Um, <laughs> I might have to tweet it out, live tweet it during a game, but concessions were a little bit down. Like, hot dog bun was stale, cheese mm. cup didn't really work too well, so yeah, maybe some maybe some tendies and some fries. That would be clutch. But who knows? Or just put Ann and Sather cinnamon rolls somewhere. I think we'd yeah. all be fine. So, but you no, could happy to charge double for those. And oh, you eat! Around. I could be ripped off, and I wouldn't be upset. Um, yeah. But again, eating it and watching Loyola basketball—that's a—that's a great combo. But again, we're two zero. Um, happy to see it, and uh, excited for. And it's we're as we're recording, it'd be this Thursday. So yeah, so we're not too far away um, from another game. So excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just have to say the M and M's that I got from concessions on Saturday, or Saturday were excellent. Some of the best M and M's I've ever had. So that's um, good to know. Okay, definitely... one one point toward the M and M's. Three thousand. Not even. Against... Yeah. Yeah, like point oh one points. Anyway, we'll go. we'll get out of here. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll back be back next week. Um, but for now, always remember, never forget, go Blairs. Mm-hmm.